somebody make that? Who's shitty no programmers? One, no, no one makes. No that. one yeah. makes that at all. That's Let's, not a good idea. Please make a GI Joe Rise of Cobra. Choose your own hentai. Oh. <laughs> that cobra's gonna rise and strike and strike and strike all night, fucking kids. <laughs> Salty. Yeah. There are good movies and there are great movies, but that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. Ooh, we are four film masochists giving our take on the worst cinema we can find around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay and I'm joined by Dave. Howdy. Casey. <laughs> and the juice. Dave, what is our theme this month? Our theme this month is Quaaludes. Uh, a celebration. A, a celebration. A viewing of uh, Randy, or in this case, Dennis Quaid, and all the shit they've pushed out of Hollywood. There's another brother. We the, didn't watch him, though. Nobody cares about yeah, him. He's <laughs> only in like three things. We I never think. even looked up his name this month. <laughs> Is there actually a third brother? Did we all yeah, collectively yeah. make this up like a Bernstein bear thing? <laughs> Buddy John Quaid. That's that's not, not a, a real <laughs> name or a word. I mean, is that is Randy with a fake mustache over his existing mustache? <laughs> Yeehaw! I'm Buddy John Quaid. And I'm not making threats with the government. That's the other Quaid. Would it surprise you to learn that he was born in Houston, Texas? Yeah. <laughs> Still not Randy Quaid. <laughs> Buddy John's the name. Uh, I'm trying Rick to decide. Show McKay, and nope, that was that was the other one. He was in that movie, not yeah, Buddy John. Yeah. So would it be more believable as John Buddy Quaid? Which is Buddy which is can't less be Buddy and Quaid cannot go together. I think Dennis's middle name is actually Joe, and he's Denny Jokes Quaid. I, oh. Joe Quaid. Yeah, he's really got to have that John spacing out so that he's he not just, just Buddy Quaid. Drop, <laughs> just drop the fucking first one. His IMDb page is Buddy Quaid. Be John Quaid. There you B. go. Be John. BJ Quaid. BJ Quaid. Oh. oh my gosh. All right. Juice, what did you bring us for Quaaludes this week? This week, we are joined by the wonderful and awfully mediocre Dennis Quaid. Uh, taking it from 2009, G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra. Uh, a, a whole two hours, guys. This was this was a hard two hours. I, mm, uh, I've i had a longer two hours for sure. Fifty Shades of Grey, anyone? Da Vinci Code? The fucking Da Vinci Code. That warped time and perception. <laughs> that was visual drugs. Yeah. Juice, before we get any further, we need an elevator pitch from you. So you are riding down from Cobra's base in this elevator underneath a glacier. Not the greatest place for it. Mm. Uh, the bombs above have just been detonated, and the ice, instead of floating like ice would, is now sinking towards you. Who put the fucking bombs here? It was a really poorly planned out base. It was Eric Estrada and his 40-year-old son. <laughs> they got bored of the Alamo, but go on. So before you die, you've got 10 seconds to sell us on this movie. Uh, we are going to spend $175 making CGI G.I. Joes and then tell them all to act like JAG actors. Seven seconds. Yeah, that was pretty accurate to what we just watched. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. I, I think you hit that nail on the head. The shoe fits. I haven't watched JAG in a while, but that's what I feel like I remember from it. I've so, never watched JAG, but I've seen commercials for it, and it felt like that. It's it's grandma porn. But it really yeah. is. It, it, it grandma wasn't... and grandpa porn. Because yeah. they're like, he's got a cute guy in a military uniform. And grandpa's like, I remember the war. <laughs> it wasn't the pretender. 
and so I didn't watch it. <laughs> well, speaking of a war, Casey, you are in this epic battle with us, and as these heavy chunks of ice are falling, your underwater super submarine is actually about to get hit, and you got 10 seconds before the water fills the cabin. In that 10 seconds, sell me this movie. Physics and logic evacuate this action film while the dialogue was revoiced children conversations. Explosions. Gia Ten seconds. Wow. Just in time to get crushed by that ice. Thank you. But ice doesn't sink when it's in water. Yeah, it does. You just don't Uh, understand physics, clearly, Casey. Oh, my little woman brain's You're too emotional. Oh, I'm too emotional. Too emotional. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go cry in the kitchen. You guys have fun tonight. No. Oh, well, before we start giving away any more spoilers, Jay, take us away. What was the movie that Shitty Cinema watched this week? Shitty Cinema would like to formally apologize for the forthcoming (laughs) Fensler film G.I. Joe references. The internet broke us as young, impressionable adolescents, and we can't help ourselves. It's so hard to keep them inside. literally (laughs) quote these fucking shorts. I'm going to say at least once a day. At once a day. It's been like 15 fucking years. People should be embarrassed of us. We are embarrassed of us. Actually, no, I used to watch that in high school. The movie that Shitty Cinema watched today, all of G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, is because Christopher Eccleston's great, 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 great something grandfather was caught selling weapons to both sides in the Franco-Spanish War. He became... Proto Destro, which is having a molten steel mask clamped over his face for fun, kids, in case you're playing at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll flash forward to 2020, and Eccleston is using his bad Scottish accent to be a crappier Tony Stark weapon salesman and also super secretly funding his terrorist organization named after everyone's favorite serpent. Say it with me the Cobra. Snakes. <laughs> Not snakes. <that's laughs> well. They're my favorite Cobra. Goddamn planes. All right, back in the world of G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, Marlon Wayans, who's Ripcord, and Channing Tatum's Duke get attacked while transporting the MacGuffin, nanomite bombs from Eccleston that he tries to steal by sending in his girlfriend and Duke's former flame, mind you, Baroness, who's played by Sienna Miller. They fail, but the old flames are rekindled. You definitely did not say nanobots, explosive nano-warheads enough, man. Enough. It is said, I'm going to guess, about 33 times in the first eight minutes of this film. I was sick of nano about 10 minutes into this, which was not good because we had a lot more coming. Okay. Okay, from here on out, Nano McGuffins. They nano McGuffins. All of Duke and Ripcord's convoy get destroyed, but they're saved last minute by the G.I. Joes, led by Rachel Nichols Scarlet. We learn that the Joes are a secret organization who does secret things, good things, and they're totally not S.H.I.E.L.D., in case you guys are curious. No. They're not, not at all. No. So Scarlet and the crew take Duke and Ripcord back to the base to meet our Quaidlude. Dennis, Dennis, who plays Nick Fury. I mean, I mean General Hawk. <laughs> yeah, he has two right? eyes, bitch. Two yeah, yeah. eyes. Sorry, my bad, my bad. So Eccleston hits them up on his hologram phone and has them reactivate the tracking signal in the briefcase of the Nano MacGuffins, which then causes the Joe base to be attacked by Cobra after a riveting join the club testing in more than a montage, but only just technically seen for Duke and Ripcord. The Joes fend off Cobra after taking significant damage, losing the nano MacGuffins to Baroness and Storm Shadow, played by Byung Hun Lee. The Joes. Mm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You can <laughs> sigh for that one. Mm. Everybody, Dave, drink it in. Mm. 
<laughs> so the Go Joes, on. the Joes track down Storm Shadow and Baroness to Paris, where Cobra plans to blow up the Eiffel Tower, and they successfully do. Thank you very I'm much. Sick of these fucking Instagram vacation photos at the Eiffel Tower. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Sick them on the nano pets. Do it for the gram. <laughs> <laughs> While Cobra was successfully doing it for the gram, Duke gets himself captured to turn off the nano MacGuffin from MacGuffining all the destruction, and he's taken to Eccleston's hideout in Die Another Day. I mean, I mean the North Pole. It's totally just an ice space in the North Pole and not like Die Another Day at all. I never had the ice space. That was way too expensive. <laughs> like $100 for that one. That was a lot of money. Uh, why Only the rich you kids have a had base it. Mm -hmm. in like a tropical nice location. Like you're not working all the time. The right. fuck are you gonna? Where's some closest movie theater or be, bar? Be Goldfinger. Don't Jesus. be the Die Another Day guy. None of that makes sense to me, but sure. So the Joes <laughs> chase them there to the North Pole without fucking snow job. I might add, which is a GI Joe. In case you think I'm that making a crude sexual a reference. That is goddamn shame. <laughs> I never go north without a snow job. Um, I know. Me either. Me the whole either. point of going north. They, <laughs> And they attack this northern base to try and free Duke. So inside the base, we get a series of classic matchups. Duke discovers that his supposedly dead best friend and Baroness's brother is the mad scientist that is Cobra Commander, also played by the lovely and amazing Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Gordon yes. His eyebrows were like... 1993 thin like his eyebrows were also not only 93% of what you saw of him in this movie yeah they were working so hard because everything else is covered up <laughs> uh, he had that rebreather and that awesome they did, wig they did him Tom Hardy before they did yeah, Tom they Hardy did. They he's did. got one eye and eyebrows to work with god damn it he tries at this point in the movie, Baroness, after being a cold-hearted badass this whole movie, has mm -hmm. to be saved by Duke's strong manly body, but not his face, might I add. Woof. 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 We get the ninja fight between Snake Eyes, who's played by Darth Maul's Ray Park and is fucking amazing, and Storm Shadow. Oh, is a delight. Oh, yeah. This fight's a pretty solid part of the movie, and we will talk about that later. Eccleston gets his face lit on fire to fulfill his destiny to be like his shitty great whatever father and also get a metal face injection from Cobra Commander because that's how he does. also be the worst doctor. Yeah, yeah, Fight yeah. me. <laughs> Fight me. I don't care. He's the worst. Our film ends when our plucky hero Duke pins down Cobra Commander and Destro and locks them up in bank drive through tubes while Ripcord gets into a jet, goes Mach 6, and shoots down the remaining two nano MacGuffins. And oh. somehow doesn't become Hamburger Helper while going Mach 6. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it just happens. The you final know. ending is with General Hawk celebrating the new G.I. Joes, and we learn that the President of the United States is safe and celebrating the Joe's victory, he shuts himself in the Oval Office, mm -hmm. casually caresses the chair, then takes a seat, yeah. and then he begins whistling. He's a jolly good fellow because, surprise, he's actually Arnold Vosloo Zartan, the master of disguise, who had nano MacGuffins implanted in his face so he can make a more disguise. He disguise got the black. Wow. For those of you who don't know what any of that means, 
It's the guy that played the original mummy in the mummy movies. Yeah. He's, he's great. Yeah. We also had a Brendan Fraser show up and he, you know the yeah, original mummy the hunter. Steven Summers, the director of this movie, directed the mummy. Yeah. Oh, he must have like fan favorites because I mean, Brendan he, Fraser's in it too. It's like did. a mummy reunion. He also directed the mummy returns with Dwayne Johnson, who was in the sequel. He yeah. directed the Scorpion and the Scorpion King too. So he's basically action Wes Anderson that casts the same people for all his shit. Yep. Oh, That's exactly good it. Good to know. Speaking of action, G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra was one thing. Non-stop motherfucking action. Yes. Like, start yeah. to finish. Well, okay, yeah. Even when they were dipping back to backstories, they were still there was action. There was explosion in all of them. What was your favorite action scene, Casey? Ooh. I'm going to say the kid fight. Oh, that <laughs> okay. was mine. Yeah. That kid, was yeah. Mine. The kid fight is probably the best part of the movie we have a uh young hun's kid character so he wasn't like all sexy and ripped and shit he's just like <laughs> six or whatever that's a good thing chris then, would come right call. yeah no he'd be like hey have some cookies when chris offers you cookies you are definitely going to prison so take those cookies it's the last good meal you're getting uh so <laughs> snake eyes and what was uh, storm shadow storm shadow white gee snake eyes and storm shadow Apparently, our adopted brothers from another mother that studied in some sort of Korean karate school together after Snake Eyes was breaking in just to have a little snack. And honestly, it almost makes me want to have a kid to know that I could maybe Make them spit fight. out. Like, well, not only just that, but like spit out a kid that is so loyal to defending the homestead, he will attack another child when it crosses on our property. It That's remind- kind of useful. Especially the food. Yeah. Like, oh, if yeah. If you go absolutely. after my food, I want my if child If someone just touches right there. mommy's Swiss cake rolls, you go for the dick. <laughs> yeah, they were great. I mean, Ray Park and Young Hung Lee are fucking fantastic martial artists, and we get to see them fight toward the end of the film, which is probably my favorite fight scene. I mean, the the action, some of the action is really good, and we get some good car chases and explosions, but really, I love the martial arts action between Storm Shadow and the adult Snake Eyes. It's Ray yeah. Park. Fantastic. Right, Ray Park, Darth Maul is fucking amazing. Darth Maul versus Iris. The ending fight between Storm Shadow and, and Snake Eyes is fought inside of the underwater sea lab base on some kind of super weapon reactor that has laser beams shooting all around, and we get some sword fights, and then Storm Shadow connects both of his swords together to make a Darth Maul-like weapon, double, which is funny blade. because he's fighting Darth he's Maul. Fighting right, right. Darth Maul. right, right, right. Like so, you've only fought with this method. Have you ever defended with the Q-tip method? But Snake Eyes, who is my fucking favorite G.I. Joe character because he's a badass ninja, Agreed. whoops some fucking ass because he's amazing. Guess who gets poked? Storm Shadow, because he's a bad He's dude. a bad guy. He's a bad guy. So fine. But, Don't poke him. But then he throws him in the ice water. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. He'll Help be the fine. swelling. He'll be fine. The dead swelling. Yeah. Dave, you love action movies. What? It's the only action he gets. What? Oh. Yeah, that joke. Got him. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Dave, so aside from, you know, if you're going to get the action you like, or at least the only action you're getting, what action really turned you on for this show? I do love action movies. I also love trashy movies. So I have to give special call-outs to this one, to Channing Tatum and Marlon Wayans wearing mech suits and chasing a Hummer through the streets of Paris. Running to chase, literally. Yeah, Yeah, just running through traffic at like 40 miles an hour. Car parkour. (laughs) Car parkour. 
Is Car it ridiculous? Court. Absolutely. But the CGI doesn't look good, but it's entertaining. <laughs> yes. It's like a poorly drawn Okay, anime. Everything's far enough back. You can kind of see what's going on. And it's just amusing as shit. And that's when they're in the streets of Paris and the bad guys, Baroness yeah. and Storm Shadow are heading to blow up the Eiffel Tower. And on top of their Hummer, not only do we have them chasing behind, but we have, again, the badass Snake Eyes. Yes. Who is fucking shoot, trying to shoot through it and then stab in and then rolling around under the bottom because yeah, he's he a puts fucking badass. five in the roof. It doesn't break it, but it weakens it enough so he can shove his sword through it. Yeah. They did a really cool scene where the they put like this like grill out in front of it. It comes deploying down and they're throwing cars up over the top of it yeah, and like he's got to like, jump catcher. around it. Yeah, yeah. They got a cow catcher on the yeah, Hummer. That's exactly what it was. I've been trying to get a cow catcher on my Honda for a long fucking Except for, time. It was a car catcher. Get and the, the fuck out of my way. won't let me fucking do it because <laughs> the government needs to stay out of my uterus and stay out of my car. Hashtag, Hashtag not, not our podcast. podcast. It is. It is our podcast. No. Georgia just voted to ban cow catchers. <laughs> <laughs> fucked up. They're so backwards. <laughs> that's some hashtag real history. Right? <laughs> I'm not going to get into an abortion debate. I'm getting in a cow okay. catcher debate. We also have Scarlet following up the Hummer on a motorbike. And when Snake Eyes <laughs> does get in trouble, we get a fucking badass scene of her pulling out some kind of crossbow and shooting a dude in the fucking face. Yes. Okay. Yes. Which is amazing. And I don't yeah. want to downplay that. What? But the fucking Laugh bike chase scene yeah. is when she's going, when the mech suits are fucking up her world because she's behind the idiot one and idiot two. Right. She gets clipped in the side of the bike with a car, which would have, oh, if it didn't cut her <laughs> leg off, it definitely turned it into jello pudding. Yep. And she just was like, no, I'm fine. But also, I want to point out, it took me about 10 seconds, and I was like, oh my God, that's Kira from Continuum. Yeah. And if you like trashy, good sci fi, watch Continuum. Continuum's great. It's I love so that fucking show. good. It's Canadian, it's polite, and it's time traveled. <laughs> Wednesday nights on the CW. Juice, tell me what was your favorite action scene in, in G.I. Joe Rise of the Cobra? Oh, you know, Casey already stole mine. The kid fight was absolutely amazing. <laughs> kid fight. Well, there was two kid fights. That's true. The second one was not as good, though. No, that wasn't... That... No, but it did get an old fat guy stabbed. So I would have to say, by far, my favorite fight scene or my favorite action scene in this movie was at the very beginning where we get the super invulnerable, <laughs> destroying helicopter... I, I don't know what this thing was, but it had these energy concussion cannons and those were fantastic oh, yeah, absolutely fantastic and they just fucked a convoy up with duke and fucking concussion cannon is a good word for it that is exactly we get concussion handguns and concussion oh, yeah. rifles i wish i had some on my car yeah right. just like right. one i love your style right like, behind traffic. me for traffic. tailgators exactly oh, no, oh yeah yeah no yeah. fuck you you there drove you me to this plus then i don't have to like maneuver around anything everything's behind me i don't give a fuck what happens behind me i'm going forward are you going to do it with a sassy bumper sticker to let people know about yeah, it? Yeah, it is going to be like, <laughs> if you, you can can't drive this. a car it, looking in the rear view mirror. Because I've like, seen that on Pinterest. Like, don't water dead plants. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I'm going to take sure. that a step further. And I'm going to say that I'm not even going to look in the rear view mirror. And I'm just going to install a proximity sensor so that anytime somebody gets too close. It just shoots. It kaboom. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great call. God help you if you pull up behind juice at a red light. <laughs> I know, right? Ride your Boom. bike behind me. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Don't worry, guys. You should always be using the crosswalk. The cross the, what if you cross too closely behind him pulling out? <laughs> Jaywalkers will be punished appropriately. Yep. 
can't walk if you don't have knees. This maybe. is your for your safety. Actually, maybe if he's making a right turn and you time it correctly, it can kind of just launch you to the other <laughs> side. <then>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we started this movie out, and they're going for these nanobots, these nano MacGuffins, and I'm asking the question here. The fuck do you need these nuclear or super WMD weapons for? Uh, did you miss Nano McGuffin somewhere? Yeah, I mean, but all you need is a couple of these yeah. Nano and you fucking win. The nerds need an outlet too. It can't just be all bang bang blow up, bros. It's also got to be nerd shit. So that's what the nano pets are for. This was also adopted from an actual comic arc. It was the second comic arc from the of the, when they really? like gave out yeah, yeah, free yeah. nano pets to all the children of Paris, and no, then they the, were all neglected. And if you neglected your pet, your kid would die. Yeah, that's probably it. That's the Tamagotchis, right? Wanna, like where you just uh, you could beat them for some reason. I don't know why that was an option. I don't know either. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I think that was like the first government way to like, hey, who's going to be a serial killer soon? Could you actually... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, you could, could punish beat, them. Yeah, right. you could punish them. Right, you could you could punish them. Would you they could die? You could kill yeah. your nano baby. Absolutely. You beat the shit out of them. Yeah. You could, <laughs> absolutely. You could yeah. Casey Anthony your nano pet. Did you no. not have younger siblings? Did no, you not I have a Tamagotchi? Did you never ha- get your ass beat by a sibling? Did you not have a Tamagotchi, Dave? No, but my sister had Shame one on and you. I beat the shit out of her. You're a bad mom. You're a bad mom. Why'd it die? <laughs> when the computers take over, Dave, we'll know why they come for you. Oh. Tried teaching her Furby some new words, too. But that's <laughs> oh. Jesus. I'm going to say the iconic point of this film is where we get to see that big iron eyesore known as the Eiffel Tower get half eaten by nanobots. And even the nanobots are like, we know this is our literal job, but... This fucking sucks, just like the rest of French art. Wait, the nano what? Nano pets. Nano MacGuffins. Nano pets. Nano pets. The Tamagotchis. The Tamagotchis. The Tamagotchis. Now it's even better. The neglected Tamagotchis. It's a, it's a, oh, oh, that that's would be what a happened. great punk band. No, no, no. That's exactly what happened. We get to see that iron eyesore, the Eiffel Tower, get half eaten and then spit out by the nano pets because they know French art is trash art. So is French cuisine. <laughs> it's not as bad it. as English cuisine, but it's not great. And we've got to see a bunch of French people just get crushed. Did we? Yeah, they that fell right onto it. Really. Like, they don't show it, but yeah. they absolutely did. We there, was get the implications. there was a crowd of people running across this bridge, and then an aerial view of it just smashing down onto the bridge while cars are just dissolving around it. One thing about this movie is they spent a lot of money on making it look like a really cool G.I. Joe movie and then didn't lean into any of it at all. Yeah, it was pretty disappointing. They went a little too much Brian Singer's X Men with it. Yeah, yeah. I got that vibe. Like, I definitely got that vibe. G.I. Joe is first and foremost a toy commercial, and they were only (laughs) selling one toy. Someone just wrote a plot behind two kids smashing some figurines together, like, and then he said... Yeah, no, we have to talk about the tunnel drills, the tremor drills, right? So oh, it's like yes. these, it's like these one-man single-tube vehicles that go through the ground. They're under the sand. We see them throwing up sand like tremors because they have to be notified some way visually. They kind of look like those plastic things you have to hammer into your wall before you screw into a wall you don't want to fuck up. Sure, except they're they like a fucking plane. They have a pilot's window made out of yeah. goddamn glass for burrowing through the ground because yeah. fucking reason. Because you need to see the dirt. 
you wouldn't be able to see shit once you move about two feet because it would <laughs> scratch the fuck out of it. Right, like, I don't know how this is a good goddamn idea. It would look like a bank teller's window from, like, the 80s at this point. Useless. Didn't Bebop and Rocksteady ride around in those a lot in TMNT? Yeah, I yes. think they did. Yes, they Turtles. did. This was I a very popular right. ride in 80s and 90s <laughs> toy culture. That's so weird, yeah. What yeah. was our mole man obsession? Uh, it was it was a drill that you drove. We had fucking Dick Dug. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Dick right. Dug, you hello, can't... we had a whole fucking video game we around We did, it. we did. My childhood was filled with G.I. Joe toys. I loved G.I. Joes as a kid. And one of my favorite things about G.I. Joe vehicles was that they broke out into sub-vehicles because it was fucking awesome. And yeah. we got that in G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra. We had the sharks coming off of a giant giant underwater sub thing we had the two little tunnel or or what were they the spy the, tunas came out of the sharks the spy too. tunas yep. came out of the sharks the snowmobiles that shot out of the submarine that mm. shot out of the ground was also fucking awesome oh yeah that's where the snowmobiles came yeah. from yeah. yeah i just need you to know that that was just boy poly pockets sure whatever yeah. it was fucking the shit. killer poly pockets i loved my hey no the boy poly pockets were the mad max oh yeah and i had right. those two yeah those were way cooler <laughs> Also too good for this movie, Byung-hun. Oh, oh yeah. that's a fucking so we got fucking gem. He's an excellent martial artist. He's a great actor. We touched him a little bit earlier. I want to touch him a lot. <laughs> There's so like he looks like he's carved out of marble. He looks like that mm -hmm. fucked up statue of Korean Jesus that looks like he's gonna snap into a Slim Jim and protein get himself Jesus. off. Yeah. He kind of almost looks like Protein Jesus, but like before he started doing steroids, like he is cut. Tight. We saw his fucking belly button. Yeah, this man's got muscles in places you should not have muscles. I want to find oh, yeah. them all. I mean, it was all the right places. I'm going to catch them all. Fair. Yeah. And he's bad as hell in The Good, The Bad, and The Weird. He's so good in that. Absolutely. If we're going to talk about martial arts madness, we also got to point out Ray Park was a fucking gem. Oh. Snake Eyes. By far. Snake Eyes make the dick rise. My favorite character in the movie. Snake Eyes make the dick rise. He does. He does fantastic. Is it the rubber suit? Is that what makes no, the actually, dick rise? No, the, actually, the, the rubber suit was awful. It looked like the a rubber BDSM yeah, uh, Batman. I'd have to say my favorite part is that he didn't speak at all. I think that's what really drew out his skill yeah, in this he's movie. Yeah, mysterious. That's, that's Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes is a notoriously he's, mute character. Exactly. He's so serious, but like yeah, I feel but, like he's gonna open up to me. And he trusts me. You know what I mean? <laughs> but also Darth Maul. So like, has Ray Park right. been typecast as the silent <laughs> kung fu artist, the silent I, I, killer? He's the, so gentle when it comes to like old people and animals. Like I know he's a good guy. Darth Maul is by far the best part of the prequels. Fight me. He's the only good part. What right. other good part is there? The memes. <laughs> I like the okay. long silence. Yeah. I like that we did Pod get... racing was cool. <laughs> I was going to say I do like that we get Qui-Gon Jesus, that a lot of people <laughs> on the internet have replaced their mother's pictures of Jesus with him and they didn't notice. Or their mom's post... There's the one that says like... Bet you won't repost this picture of Jesus because you're embarrassed of your Christianity. Like, have gotten Facebook moms with that one too. Like, I'm not afraid to call out my Christianity. You super in the episode. Your Facebook will delete this. What's your midichlorian count? Mm. Oh no! Don't bring those up, Jews. Not our. They podcast. are the nanobots of the Star Wars universe, and we don't fucking respect them. No, I'm gonna rage so quit this fucking podcast. Rage quit. With this, the nanobots are actually the original pass-me-downs of midichlorians. The mind control? Back in the future, 
Yeah, back in the future, the nanobots were released by Cobra, and then they've since been disseminated throughout the water, and people have been drinking them. So the more minochlorians you have just means that you're actually poisoned by nanobots. So are we going to like elect mm. a horse to Congress? Yes, we did, because no. we elected fucking Jar Jar Binks to Congress. Yes! No, no, no. You just got to follow the money, because <laughs> oh. G.I. Joe was made to sell fucking toys. <laughs> Star Wars was made to sell fucking toys. This it's is all legit. It's one fucking universe. Oh. Saw oh the connection. <laughs> no, because hashtag real history. No, hashtag Star Wars mind. occurs in the past. Star Wars was a long time ago in a galaxy <laughs> yeah, but, far away. Yeah, but they don't know. And then the prequels when were, we're even watching this ago. movie. But if listen though, if Star Wars was recorded, say it's a long, long time ago for them because it's closer to the Big Bang than us. So it's really in the future That's for us because they experience it first. Time moves in one direction, which is outward from the center of that. If they're closer to the center, by the time it reaches us, it's been forever. They're already dead and gone. You know Casey has like a PhD in astrophysics. Right. right? You sound so fucking ignorant right now. I can't <laughs> handle it. But let's not dwell on it. You know what we should dwell on? People that weren't good enough for this movie. And I'm going to call out Randy fucking Quaid. Dennis, no, 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 you're not. No. See, she did it again every episode this month. Randy, call me. I know you want it to be Randy. Dennis. It's not Randy. I'm calling out Dennis fucking Quaid. Call him. The fog of mediocrity has yes. descended upon this action film, slowed it down. He... First of all, he appears in a hologram. You ain't Tupac. No one fucking cares about you. And he's being a dick to the guys that are doing his job for him. He plays General Hawk, and I'm generally not thrilled with this whole fucking performance. Okay, but he, if they would have had the Dennis Quaid hologram doing Tupac lyrics, I would have been no. in on Come that quick shit. Come No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. No. It's not gonna fucking happen, you Randy guys. could have pulled it off. Oh, juice rubbing salt in the wound. I don't know Except if anybody knows us. Randy in the hologram would have been wearing a paper Tupac mask for some reason. <laughs> I'm going to say a rubber one like that weird video where he's like humping his wife in a bikini dresses Richard Nixon or somebody. Why are we on the wrong Quaid Lude? Because he's the best Quaid Lude. <laughs> he's the Quaid I need in my life right now. Because Randy, you've got something to talk about. He's and crazy. Dennis is just a wet blanket on this fucking movie. He's a okay. fog of mediocrity. We've discussed this. But not according to the directors. The writer actually wrote 15 more scenes for him to fucking be in because they enjoyed working with him so much. How? What? I don't know. How? Because because he brought free cocaine. He's a queen. <laughs> okay. No, nope, that makes sense. You remember, Checks like, out. you had that weird friend, you're like, but he has the best drugs. We'll keep hanging out. Like, and you hung out with him for way too long. Like, it was 23, and you're like, this guy's a fucking loser. He's like 38. Why are we doing this? I mean, I guess General Hawk is a wet paper towel, but Dennis Quaid didn't have to lean into the wet paper towel performance. Yeah, no. To he exemplify was, that. Like, he was almost cinematic Botox where everything was just frozen. He, I'm not accusing him of doing Botox. He just has that kind of range. He has a Botox range. It wouldn't It wouldn't have been so bad if they hadn't then put Brendan Fraser in in a bit more <laughs> so that you've got contrast like from one scene to the next of this is what could have been. We could have General George of the Jungle, but we didn't. Uh, Strong as he can be. You know who else was just limp dick? Marlon Wayans. Preach, Casey. He Ooh. was like a Quaid looted out 
Chris Tucker for like zingy one-liners. Oop, I've got a retort for everything. I called a general daddy and it was a joke. Like if that actually happened in the military, they would have stopped whatever they were doing, slapped the shit out of you, made you run five miles, and then continued the fucking mission <laughs> because they're all about it. All right, picture this though. Marlon Wayans originally tried out for the role of heavy duty. No. Yes. Yeah, who... We- in this was played by Aduale from exactly. Black Panther, who's Correct. way too good for this. Way also. too way good. Too also, good. Yeah, yeah, we missed him list. on the way too good list. We did. And what he... is heavy duty about Marlon Wait, like <laughs> that's what okay, I'm you saying, better right? fucking inject about two hundred pounds on your frame. <laughs> he's cut in this movie, but he's not like heavy duty cut. No, he's wiry cut. Right. Like it's not hard that's to be cut character. when you're tall and thin. Mm. You just like do four crunches. You're like, ooh, good ups. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> short and soft fuck you <laughs> i did enjoy him trying to do a will smith impression throughout most of this yeah movie. that's also what it felt like will smith from independence, independence day. day yeah it was very strange high strange that's what he was going for it's not what he accomplished no not at all did he say that or are we just deeply assuming yeah i'm just ah shitty cinema we know a lot of things we People know should a take lot us of very things. seriously clearly also side note i do have to say sienna miller we're not sure if you're too good or too bad for this film because i really haven't seen you in anything yeah, i don't else. know much about her you're insanely hot you look terrible with black hair though all right guys i think we've had enough in light of us finishing up quaid lewd month with gi joe the rise of cobra there's one last thing that i am curious jay G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, would you watch it again? Ooh, man. Okay. So I was a huge G.I. Joe fan growing up as no. a kid. I had a bunch of toys. It was uh, The show was one of my favorites. The 1987 movie I've seen more times than I'm willing to admit <laughs> out loud, which, which is really sort of why I was disappointed by this, because I wanted them to lean into the camp. Like, I, where is Sergeant Slaughter? Where was the ridiculous beachhead having the silly costumes? Gung-ho just being a fucking sailor dude, right? I want the shitty, campy, ridiculous G.I. Joe. This Brian Singer 2000 X-Men seriousness with leather. It just, it wasn't, there was really some solid action in this, but they just, they tried too hard. This wasn't fucking Marvel. They didn't achieve that kind of storytelling. It was just serious, bad I'm not going to watch it again, unfortunately. Maybe I'll try, though, the sequel again, because it's been a while since I watched that, and I don't remember how bad it was, but I know Dwayne The Rock Johnson is in it, and I love him. However, Dave, G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, would you watch it again? I got to give Steven Summers credit. As far as summer popcorn films go, this could have been a lot worse, but popcorn is exactly what it is in that I've already forgotten two-thirds of what we watched before we walked into this studio. And they crammed so much shit into this movie. Yeah, there's a lot going on, but none of it really sticks to you at all. So would I choose to watch this again? Ah. No, I same as you. I wish they'd leaned into the camp and had a little bit more fun with it instead of just trying to make a another stereotypical summer action movie. I might also give the sequel another try, but I'm sure as shit not like sitting down and just doing that. <laughs> It'll be like on while I'm cooking dinner or something. Not gonna be like a Lord of the Rings marathon. No, <laughs> no. watch them all in a row. We're not. We're not taking it seriously. We'll <laughs> pop that on while we're working out or something to distract the brain. And that's about as all I'm going to give to it. But this one, no, no, I'm not. I'm not going to sit down and watch it. Casey, how about you? G.I. Joe: Rise of Cobra. Are you going to watch it again? My feelings on this film are much like my feelings on Channing Tatum in this film. Very mixed. At first, I was, I'm hot and cold. Hot and cold. <laughs> At first, 
I like the way he's yelling while they're getting attacked in the ambush in the beginning of the film and he's just like yelling gun names. It was sexy. Like I wanted him <laughs> I wanted to be like working in a diner with him and we're really busy and he's like screaming at me through a hot window like I already made that toast. You took it to the wrong fucking window. I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> Um, and then you see him wet and angry on a motorcycle and was like oh my god like he would be such a like sexy Lowe's manager where like a pipe's broken (laughs) and he's like yelling at me at the like what kind of screwdriver I need to get a Phillips head or not Phillips head I'm like is it a plus or a minus one he's like you should fucking know this you work at Lowe's and I'm like I'm just a temp (laughs) but then like you see him later when he's unbrainwashing Santa Miller and he's like smiling and being supportive and that just killed it for me <laughs> and he was like no I don't want to see you happy though but at the same time like you got some really good fucking action you got to see a guy get shot through the eye with a heat seeking arrow oh, via was... Kira from oh, Continuum man. and not only that the arrow explodes kid bum fights okay. uh, we got <laughs> yeah. to get rid of that iron eye sore there's a fucking sea lab so you know what I am gonna watch this oh, again wow. yeah. it was even the flashbacks again it was non-stop action Okay, so, yeah. The flashbacks, though, if they would have done without the flashbacks, they I might sucked, have been more But compelling. they still were fucking action. We're That's in true. Iraq. That's we're true. blowing shit up. It. Yeah. The only one that didn't have action is when the proposing was happening. It was like, I kind of blanked out anyway. But then, like, Joseph Gordon Lovett <laughs> was on screen and he didn't have gross face scars. I true. was like, all right. He was in uniform, I'm too. Wo- I was mm-hmm. popping wood for that <laughs> uniform. It could have been a little tighter, but it's fine. Juice. <laughs> Would you watch G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra again? I agree with you wholeheartedly, Casey. Thank you. I would sit down and watch this movie again. I really enjoyed the fact that there was a lot of good action, a lot of good CGI. There was explosions. The action didn't stop. Like you said, there was one scene where the action wasn't all there. Oh, my God. Someone was dying or getting blown up or getting punched in the face. Doing really unique shit. All in all, this movie, because I always knew what G.I. Joy was, right? But I wasn't really into it. I don't know the names of the people or Beachhead or... uh, Tunnel Rat. Okay. I only know them by their Fensler film characters. Yes. Like, the computer, the pork chop sandwich guy, the reggae guy so in light Snow of that job. yeah i would <laughs> definitely sit down and watch this movie again it did i didn't care about how the continuity of the story went there was a bad guy that was going to kill a bunch of people and the good guys had to stop him and they did a really good job of showing how big the good guys army was which you don't normally get normally the good guys are like on the back foot no this was the good guys having all of the fucking sweet toys that's a good point you gotta have a lot of toys if you want to sell a lot of toys that's you're not true. gonna just have exactly. like two fit like you want the whole fucking battalion mm-hmm. well cinemites the verdict is in we have a split decision here tonight two of us are gonna sit down and enjoy some explosions and the other two are just gonna be salty oh that's okay I'm All not the salty. flavors well, in the universe, you know, and you choose to be salty. Brick. You're right. I am salty. I wanted the camp. You're I wanted the camp. I'm going to go back. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go back and watch the 1987 G.I. Joe cartoon with Sergeant Slaughter. There you go. We I all will, go home or nobody goes home. I Juice. will sit down and watch that movie with you. You know what? I'd prefer you make like an Action League Now version of G.I. <laughs> Joe with real toys, and I'll watch yes. that fucking movie. Yes. And I'll do some of the voices. I'll that, be heading into the basement to go grab some of my old G.I. Joe's. That's going to be the next feature produced by Shitty Cinema Productions. Well, guys, as we leave Quaalude Month behind... (laughs) Tired. Tired and alone. We need a vacation. And I think we just need to 
be gone fishing. Oh, what's what are we doing when we're gone fishing, Casey? Well, next month is going to be all movies about open water and Ooh. beyond. All right. Seafarers, if you will. The extra money we're going to charge you for Catan to listen to our podcast. <laughs> and what's next week, Casey? Next week, I'm bringing my anaconda don't, don't want my none. anaconda yes, don't buns, my hun. anaconda don't. Okay. Okay, aside from having fucking John fucking Voigt in Anaconda, we get a shitty Ice cinema staple. Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Yeah. J-Lo. Cube. Oh, J-Lo. J-Lo. We, yeah, this? J-Lo's in it. Yeah, we yeah, watched yeah. her in J-Lo. Yeah. I'm so excited. And she's so young, too. I, I've watched this movie a ton. I love Anaconda. And it's dark-haired, curly J-Lo. Ooh, I love her yes. with curly hair. Me she too. I'm, it. I'm I wish she would curly do curly hair. more. Yes. Jayla, we know you're a big fan of the podcast. Please. Please do curly hair more. Not only are we already ready for next month, but we want to petition you, the Cinemites, to give us your pitch. We are looking for listener recommendations for movies we should watch. Movies? We're going to make a roulette month. If there's a movie that just really stuck in your heart for absolute cinematic <laughs> turd, please let us know. We have one recommendation already of a, I didn't know Mick Jagger starred in a Ned Kelly movie. Ooh. And it is this. The music is done by Shel Silverstein, as in the sidewalk. <laughs> I'm so excited for that. We've got another recommendation for Pitch Perfect Three, which has DJ Khaled in it. I, found, I was like, oh, is that the one with no. Fool? And she's like, no, it's yeah. DJ Khaled. I was like, oh god. <laughs> oh yeah. I just threw up in my mouth a little. That'll be amazing. DJ Pitch Perfect Three. Oh <laughs> god, he's such a money whore. <laughs> Hey, that's a beautiful song. Well, you guys, mind if I yell your name on it. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, please give us a good review. Visit the Facebook at sh.ttycinema, Twitter at Bad Movies, Bad People, and that's people as in PPL, or listen to us on Spotify, Stitcher, or Google Play. Now let's go home, get in our bunker, and fire the missiles! Fire the missiles! Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>